Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. We're doing the news. All right. Do it live. We are. We do have a really good Ask the Attic coming up. It's like live, but then we put it back up on. So it's like we're doing it live because we don't do takes, but then we upload it later. Yes. So it's like... We've done it before, but a lot of podcasts do that. They pre-record, but they... So doing it live does apply to this. Yeah. We're recording live right right now. We recorded that live. It just happened to be a few days ago. I just want to confirm that. There was some uh, travel involved. I think let's tease it a little bit. Okay. This this is one of those times I I don't think awkward is the right word. It's not right. It's un- very unique where the gentleman who's coming on the podcast uh, started his recovery with one of the things was listening to our podcast. That's true. That was crazy. And when he told us that. That was like that mind blowing. I don't know how to take it. Like, fine. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. It proves that you crazy were crazy good. You were led by the spirit to start this thing. It, There's it, no way around it. Well, it just it's. Boom! If you like, if we could help one person, and that was one person, that's kind of worth it. So, yep, um, we do have others. So let's just quickly get into some news. Um, I know you're not reading the news. You're not on social media. I've looked at some of the news, but nothing like this. But yeah, go on. Um, so, did you see the uh, article by Court McGee? Oh uh, yeah, you're, you're a fan of Court McGee. I actually used to work out with him. Yep. He wrote "Dead Man Fighting." I saw that. And did you read it? Uh, no, because. No. So, tell, but tell I know us, his story. Who, who's Court McGee and what's the story? He's a Recap. Pro- professional UFC fighter, mixed martial arts fighter. He was, lives in Orem, Utah. He was a heroin addict and actually, um, oh, he's. I mean, he was a heroin addict for years. Died, came back to life. They revived him. And let, since, me, let me pause you there. Yeah. Let me read what he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen years ago today, I flatlined. I was not trying to overdose. I was trying to overcome an addiction beyond my mental control. I was saved by a role model with a solution who is in long-term recovery from drug addiction. Action and a program of recovery has given me everything of value in my life. From dead to five years later, later winning season 11 of The Ultimate Fighter. Yep. Marriage. Being there for the birth of my two children and sharing my story with hundreds of different audiences are a few of the highlights of my life. Today was a good day. Yeah, we're gonna have him on the podcast. Yeah, we gotta get I, him. I promise that. Okay, I'll get him. Get him. If you know him, you know him. Yeah, I've asked you before. Oh, dude, get him on here. But I mean, okay. I yeah, I'd have to look to see if I even have his numbers though. Uh, that tight, but the uh, next one is. Do you know who Greg Trimble is? Do you remember him? Nope. Uh, he is a L. Can I say LDS blogger? Can't say Mormon blogger. He's a blogger who yeah. happens to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Okay. He's actually from the, I think the 909 or 951. He's from Riverside area. Okay. Uh, and I, I know you. We've talked about him before. Like, that's what he looks like. Um, and he, so his latest post, which I love, is why the church doesn't change its policies overnight. Okay. I think he always writes these blog posts in response to maybe the, the antagonistic uh, side of our members who always, like, criticize. Okay. And he kind of helps put perspective on things. Mm-hmm. So why you're a convert to the church? Yep. Do you think the church changes policy quickly, too quickly, not quickly, quickly enough? I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. Actually, Lexi's uh, friend that was over. We we're talking about like everyone's saying, "Tune into this, this uh, uh, tune in, 
sorry, tune into this uh, like uh, October General Conference because a bunch of changes are gonna happen. I think people are just playing off the fact that a lot changed. Not the last one. Like what, what? everyone says, a lot changed. My priest group was. It, it was, just some I, stuff was changed. I guess because we don't see a lot. That proves the, the answer to that question is it doesn't change overnight because if such a giant change is combining a quorum together <laughs> and uh, and what else? What else? Oh calling it ministering instead of home teaching right. then okay that's it that's right as far as what the gospel teaches it's not a bit radical change zero change really it's kind of cool because the entry says since yeah. the beginning this is a great trimble since the beginning of the church policies have been the primary source of apostasy and contention within the church but those same policies have also won many cases protected the church and its members from unsuspecting problems the leaders of the church to the best of their ability implement policies as a shield of protection on one occasion and as a method of moving the, fo- the work forward in another occasion. Like, the gospel hasn't really changed. It's just how we are implementing our policies, local and, and worldwide nature. Yeah. So I found that was interesting. We'll post that up on there. He mentions a few things like polygamy, um, and he references great talk. So I'm not going to do him justice because Greg does a wonderful job. The big one I want to talk about is we touched on it either last podcast or a couple podcasts ago was the uh, was, I think it was Prop Two maybe the legalization of marijuana in Utah. Okay, remember that conversation we yeah, had a yeah, roundtable. Yeah, 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 that's right. And the, the we I read some uh, some I was pretty bold with my posts out there, and we read some of those. If you remember that, mm-hmm. are you uh, distracted right now? Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm trying to get this done quick. I'm heading out of town. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what, say this again. Marijuana? Yep. So okay, what is this article? Here's about? what the church urged. The church urged, this came out in Desiree Yeah, to vote no, right? Vote no, but then the church leaders urged Utah legislator to legalize medical marijuana by the year's end. Oh. So they're, so basically they're showing their stance out loud. But they're like, we want, we want medical. medical marijuana legalized, but they also want it not done what I think is in California where, dude, it's a joke, right? We have, we have legal recreation marijuana in California. Yeah. But for, I don't know how many years, it was medical marijuana, yeah. which was a complete joke because I stubbed my toe, I could go get a, subscri- a subscription, a prescription to marijuana. Yeah. It was the easy, did you know, like it was the easy thing? Yeah, but I, I'm confused. So, so they want to regulate, wait. They want, I believe, they want medical marijuana, but they want it like you would get any other drug. We're still classified and scheduled. Well, no, you go to a doctor. Yeah. Not a doctor that only writes scripts from weed. Uh, you know, you don't go to a doctor that only writes opiates. And the way it is, is uh, the way it was, was you, you went to a marijuana doctor. Right. Well, well, you went to a, it could have been any doctor. Come on. But for the most part, they, most doctors didn't want to do it. So then, therefore, they created an opening for guys that do medical marijuana only. And then you would go on a Skype 30 minutes later. You, it's a joke. Yeah. It was a joke, right? Yeah. So it was a loophole. It was a loophole. So they were like, "Look, let's just let's let's treat it like medicine, like it is," and and that's kind of what they're saying. It's like, let's get a pass, but let's treat it like medicine, so that it doesn't get abused on the recreation level. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, you've seen it here. I've seen it here. I don't know about you. Do you see it here? Yeah, yeah. I the the medical game is is uh, I get that. Put it this way, my personal feelings doesn't mean that that's how it is. I feel like the medical industry in a whole, as a whole is compromised. So I like yeah. by saying it's medical, that just means that more people regulate it, make more money off of it, 
And uh, so I guess that's a but, good but thing. But that's below the people making more money off it now. So yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's not like there's some innocent medical marijuana industry in California. Not they're not making money. Bull what crap. I'm trying to say, how many people do we know making a buttload of money? Uh, of course, off of marijuana. I'm just saying, having the Literally. medical board regulate something is not the fact that it's been illegal for hundreds of years proves that they don't know what they're doing i argue that maybe this will open their eyes to doctors to actually look at it as a yeah as a legitimate uh medication yeah where up to that point they they didn't yeah and so especially if you're going to a weed doctor they're yeah. still not going to look at it as a legitimate medicine yeah but if they're like no you got to go to a legitimate doctor because there's illegitimate doctors who prescribe all kinds of stuff yeah if you pay them enough money Legitimate doctor who I think it'll open their eyes to prescribe it more legitimately for for sure for legitimate yes, medical reasons. Yeah. Like there is a lot of incidences where people don't need opioids; they could use something on a milder. So with that THC, yeah, I agree. Okay, so there you go. Nope. So church is urging for Utah to to, to get pass up, yeah. medical marijuana by the end of the year, but I think they want uh, um, some controls on it so that it's not a joke. Because it'll quickly, and I know people in California that that really pushed for the medical because they knew we, it was just a matter of time till they have recreation, and they had everything in line to be able to sell recreational weed. Um, yeah, right, recreation. right back, back up. Um, okay, last one. Um, this is a post I did that I think I just want to let you to listen to, and get your top thought on it, and then we're gonna close it up. So I love, actually, I've come to love my commute. It's about a 15 to 20 minute commute every day mm -hmm. because I can get a, a talk in. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking just this week, like, it'd be lame if I only had a two minute commute to work because I wouldn't get it clear my head. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to set my day up mm -hmm. and clear my thoughts from leaving the house or whatnot. So for me, that's a great time. So this was a B, I like BYU. Uh, You've sanctified that time, I believe is the term. That way I think I try to have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so listen to this quote. President Gordon B. Hinckley's life is testament to how both to pray and to work. Get on your knees and ask for help and then get up and go to work and you'll be able to find your way through almost any situation, says President Hinckley. President Hinckley's good advice for university students and also for the rest of us, if you go to bed at 10 and get up by 6 a.m., things will work out for you. I like that. And you know what's funny that you say that? That, uh, it, you know, in the last five years, I've been way more, or five and a half years, I've been way more engaged in my life because I'm sober. Uh, so I'm actively thinking about like my sleep patterns, all the stuff where back in the day I just didn't care. I was living in the life in the fast lane. It is generally true that if I go to bed around 10 o'clock and I wake up at 6 or early, sometimes I wake up 5.30 to go surf, right? But yeah. say 6 o'clock. He says my, by 10. By 10 and by, and by 6. My life, my what I can do in a day mentally is tenfold compared to when I stay up till 11 or even 12, let alone 1 or 2 like yeah. I have in the past. And then getting up at the same time because I have three little kids, so I don't sleep past seven ever. Right. But yeah, dude, that's I can testify. But it's from that's a profit. true. Yeah, that's from a profit, and, and it's true. Like that's 
That's what I'm saying. At least for me in my life, for I'm like, too. I, I hear that and I go, I, I agree. I've always said I've never regretted going yeah, to bed too early. Yeah, you said all the time. You were the one who kind of helped me influence. I've, I've never that. regretted going to bed too early, but I've definitely regretted going to bed too late. Every Mexico trip, which I've only been on four surf <laughs> trips with you, <laughs> Brad's the first guy to bed every night. But he for sure rips harder than most, so maybe that's something to do with it. Maybe it's just because you're hey, being blessed you. for following the profit. I don't know. Oh, thank you. Well, it was interesting because <laughs> I'll tease up our interview coming up next when he met me. He pictured a really old man, a really quote, oh the guy the guy who's on our next yeah our next coming section. coming up after your share who got um, who part of his program was this podcast in the beginning yeah you'll hear that um, but he pictured me being a I can't remember his old nerdy, exact, old nerdy Mormon guy old yeah. mer, old nerdy dad and me this really cool yeah and it was totally reversed. <laughs> well, not I was reversed. He said that I fit the mold of what he thought, which is awesome. But yeah, you were. A, I'm you, not you quite as nerdy out. and old as you. You'd have to find his personal account to realize how cool he is on, a, on Instagram. Well, Facebook. don't find it. No, don't do that. But um, yeah. Anyways, that's it. Brad ten is minutes. Brad is oh, wow, dude. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. He had a ten minute window. Oh, we went over that's two 12. minutes, but you okay. know what? I think well, well, well spent. And uh, that's your news for this week. That's your news. Go on to Jay's share next, and then uh, don't. It's gonna be a do long. Do not ass leave this ass the addict. It's game changing, changing, awesomeness. Don't leave it. And we didn't do any uh, me- uh, Sorry for listener questions, but this brother said, "I want some questions." So if you want to direct mail us or email us. He'll come back on, or we'll have an yeah. answer for you. So listen to the Ask the Attic part, and if you have questions, write us an email or a comment, and Thank we'll get back to him later. I'm glad to be here with you guys today. Uh, I usually think about during my day, like, what I'm going to talk about um, for the whole week, and then I forget everything that I think about. Um, it's kind of weird how that works out, and, you know, usually I just say a prayer for the Spirit to be with me that, that it'll help someone's heart turn to Heavenly Father, and um, that seems to do the trick. Uh, in looking at step five, it says confession. When I think of confession, I, I mean, I grew up Catholic, so it's like, okay, go into this little closet and talk between a screen to you and a priest and tell them what's been going on. And um, I now have a completely different outlook on confession. It used to be like this... It, it was almost like it, it was so scary that I didn't want to do it because I was afraid of the outcome. And uh, when I walked into my bishop and I told him that I'd been using cocaine and that I destroyed my entire house on, on Christmas Eve a while ago, you know, he, he didn't look at me with shock. Um, he looked at me with empathy, as I think the Lord would look at me and and that was a shock for me because that was the first time I ever kind of opened up to a bishop about anything that I had done. And, um, and when I did that, I immediately felt free. For some reason, it, you know, when you confess your sins, it's like a load kind of comes off of you. Um, but just because that load is, you know, taken away from me doesn't necessarily mean that I'm free from my addiction and my addictive behaviors. Uh, when I did step five, we went to Smashburger, and uh, I, I forgot my book. It was in the car. So the sponsor was like, well, go get it. I'm like, okay. But we had talked up until that point, and so I, as I was walking out of Smashburger and into the parking lot, I stood at the curb waiting for a car to go by, and I had a thought, an impression from the Holy Ghost that came to my mind that said, if you keep the commandments, you'll be okay. 
And I never had anything like that come across my mind before. I usually don't think about things like that. Um, up until that point, it was mostly like road rage, anger, things that other people had done hurt me. Um, any way to get my selfish ways. And then when I heard that, something clicked inside. And from that moment on, I decided to live my life in a different way, in a different manner. So where now I hit traffic and I'm not swearing or, or blaming other people, I'm just kind of sitting back and relaxing because there's nothing I can do about it. Um, I did step five once before, many, many years ago as well, um, before this time getting sober. And the last time I did it, I wasn't completely honest. Uh, I wasn't willing to share something that happened to me as a child um, from one of my family members that they did to me. And uh, I think because of that, it gave me another reason to go out and use many, many years later. And this time around, you know, doing the steps, I did them like my life depended on it. Because I, was, I had a really big cocaine habit, and I was going to die if I continued to go on the path that I was going on. And uh, I started to listen to people, listen to what other people were sharing, getting suggestions, and, and taking their direction. Because my, my way was not working. I was thinking the other day about coming unto the Lord and, and um, there's no better way than to do that than by reading the scriptures. You can grow closer to Heavenly Father by reading the scriptures than by anything else because it's his words that are in there. It's his son that they talk about in the scriptures. So... For me, every day I read the scriptures, and I didn't want to read the scriptures when I got here. I, I can tell you I don't like to read, um, but I have to. It's like one of the things that I have to do on a daily basis to protect my spiritual connection to God as I know it. And uh, it's like putting on like a bulletproof jacket and going out into the world and not have to worry about Satan's darts penetrating me because I have the scriptures and I have my, my spiritual connection with God that day. And every day I have to do that because if I don't, I'm left up to my own devices. And my own devices leave me alone, um, frustrated, scared. And when I'm in that kind of state, I'm thinking about one thing and one thing only, and that's going to get the next, the next high, the next drug, um, the next fix, whatever it is, you know, it's not, not normal. And when, I, when I'm reading the scriptures, I don't, I'm not thinking about those things. So today I choose to do, I choose to read good things and fill my head with scriptures and constantly ponder them and, and think about the conference talks that I listen to on the drive to work um, because that gets me by. That gets my thoughts out of my head. I'm not, I'm not in control of what comes into my head. I'm, what, I'm in control of what stays in my head. And what I want to stay in, in my head is, is a spiritual connection to my Heavenly Father as I know it. And I know that um, if we do these steps in the order that they are given with a sponsor, um, that you can get that spiritual connection with Heavenly Father that, that this book promises us. Um, every step done in order is, is basically the atonement in its purest form. It gives us all an opportunity to work these steps and come closer with him, to know of his son and to do his will. And I testify of that, and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Drunk.
edit it all? No. We're not editing and we're live right try now. Not to, try not to to say something that we have to edit. Oh, we're live? Okay, we're cool, live, cool. yeah. Because then it makes think? more work for him. Yeah, what do you but think? He has to edit sometimes my swear words. That's but, what uh, I'm worried about. And dropping names. So if you do say something, yeah. tell me later. We, we, we have gotten emails and texts. Can you please take my name out of that? But what do you think of that new song? Jay, what? That was epic. That, the, anyways, yeah. So that was a great song. Help? We're probably until we get kicked off for using some unauthorized song because we're yeah. Like, luckily, we're so low radar. Yeah, but uh, I want to sober up. I want to feel something again. What does that mean to you? Uh, I didn't feel until I got sober. Like I thought I was feeling because I was so raging on the emotional scale of Vic, Richter scale. You know, yeah, you take drugs I'm zero to ten. Feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That once I got sober, I started crying at you know Kleenex commercials and stuff like that. That's how I knew I had been numb for so long. I didn't know I was numb until I got sober. All right. What is your name? We have a new, we have an Ask the Addict with someone special, new in here, drove a long ways to get here. I don't know a lot about uh, your story. I've heard your shares a few times. Welcome. Um, So who are you? My name is Ryan, and I am a sex addict. Okay. So... uh, Cheers. So, and and we've had episodes about self-identification, like, so... When you, there's, like, people say, I'm a pornography addict, I'm a sex addict, I'm a drug addict, what's... When you say sex addict, what does that mean? Yeah, so so that it's kind of a tricky question to answer because sexual addiction is so like there it's broad. It broad. It covers such a big umbrella and there's so many like things you can get into okay. as a sex addict. Like maybe your thing is strip clubs, maybe your thing is like kind of like you a know, drug addict. Yeah, exactly. Drugs, right? You might be into opiates. You might be into heroin. So, yeah, yeah. So okay. drug addict is generic with a variety of drugs. Right. Sex addict, variety of sexual exactly. misconduct. proclivities, misconduct, yeah. and, and everything. Originally, I was diagnosed as a sex and love addict. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Love. We've yeah. actually had some buddies on here before. And yeah, I like something. both my wife and I friggin' hate that term, um, and and we can get into why later, but. We, I you just kind of like, yeah, it just doesn't work for us. It, it takes both of us, I think, to a deeper shame place, you know? Um, so we just, we just cut that off really early on, and I just identify as a sex addict. What do you mean by that? Like, why I love, like, I, I'm curious. Because I've heard some other people say the opposite, and they explain why I'm wondering. Yeah, so, like, I think... For you. I think for me, the reason it was part of my diagnosis is because... I'm, I, did, I didn't go to strip clubs. I didn't call prostitutes. Um, you weren't on Tinder. I was not on Tinder. Um, it was, I mean, the bulk of my addiction was grooming and chasing women. Um, so I would say traditional sex act, right? Like not a modern yeah. one where modern has such the ease of access with technology yeah. Yeah. to be able to... To be able to have access to it, this is like. But I'm wondering too, yeah, like, what? Why is it, the love part? Like, why would you? What's the difference between? I think because I wasn't seeking the act of sexual intercourse. Oh, so that's where they it, call. I don't know. Right. I'm, it I'm was like, asking. if you're calling a prostitute, you're trying to get laid. Yeah. End yeah. of story. Yeah. I was not. Yeah. Um, I was. I was addicted to. I mean, really, dude. If you think about it, my ego is way out of control because the whole thing was like I was trying to like be like okay boom that girl right there she's got some daddy issues I know she's gonna be down like I know she's gonna like feed my ego and like tell me that I'm cool and like as I got deep into why I have the addiction you know it was a lot of uh seeking approval 
and mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, what's the other word that's like approval, um, acceptance, acceptance and approval, and so it was all about like, you know, trying to. It got inappropriate. Don't get me wrong. So um, there was sexual misconduct. There was sexual misconduct, um, but it was a lot of just like chatting back and forth, um, inappropriate chatting. Was the end and goal to have? I mean, you're a dude, right? Was the end goal to have sexual contact, or was it? Was it? Did you justify the? Yeah. Because there's a lot of that, people like I'm lonely, so I just go online and chat with people. Yeah, that's. But then good. it gets inappropriate, and they're like, "Well, I'm not having sex, but I'm just talking about sex online." That was more but, it. Yeah, I wasn't actually, like, seeking the act of sex. It was more the, like, you know, trying to get pictures um, or trying to engage in that, like, that discussion, you okay. know, that inappropriate. And the chase. Yeah, was, and the, was and the exciting, chase was probably. huge. Like, a lot, of, a lot of the women, like, once the chase was done, I was out. Okay. It's um, like me in high school. Right. <laughs> But then well, that's were... complete opposite of me because I was a freak of scared of the chase. So like, it's just like I'm. Yeah. I'm like that freaked me <laughs> out. Right? And that yeah. might that might be part of it too, Brad. Like I I mean like that rejection in high school and that like fear of rejection. You know, I think might have fed. You had rejection. Yeah, I okay. had a lot of it. Okay. And so then you got game. Right. And started using the game. I mean, I guess. I yeah, guess I guess using... that's kind of how you could say it but yeah non, mean, non uh makes sense them. so you talked about uh having identified was that did you self-identify did you go to ther- like how did this all no, come to fruition yeah. Re- yeah when did it start and so because if you didn't have game in high school and you start right. to i mean i did have game in high school <laughs> but no but like i not as much yeah i'll i'll tr- i'll try to 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 kind of summarize my story but it's difficult because it's all right I don't really know when it started because there was already some, like, looking back on it, there was already some signs of the addiction pretty early on. Like, even in high school. Like, like with pornography? Yeah. Because usually, usually when guys come in here, there's, like, I've sponsored actually more now sex addicts than I have drug yeah. addicts. Yeah. And most of them, all of us, you know, is was, was porn at a very young age. Yep. So there was, there was, like... There was a lot of that. I remember, like, I remember someone showing us a porn video, like, me and my buddies in the neighborhood. Like, I must have only been 11 or 12. Um, I have two older brothers that are both, like, wildly inappropriate and would just talk about stuff that I probably shouldn't have been hearing at a young age. My older brother had a killer porn collection. This is back in the days of magazines and DVDs, you know, like before the interwebs um but yeah like and i remember like sneaking into his room and like checking it out um but yeah i never did you grow up in the church or out of church no so i got i joined the church when i was 15 okay um, with your family or like no so my oldest brother joined actually it's kind of crazy so both my older brothers joined the church one lasted like six months and he was like i'm out and then my oldest brother stayed active, went on a mission, Which married in the, the porn temple. Collection? The one that lasted six months. Okay. Um, well, well, you know, there must be correlation there. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, <clears throat> basically, yeah, like. Uh, and your parents he, did not join the church. Nope, so never. Just the kids? Still oh, haven't. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And and so I actually joined the church through like a buddy, through like hanging out with his family, 
And then I went to my brother who's active and said, hey, dude, like, so I've been taking the lessons. Like, you want to baptize me? And he was just like, what? How like, much older was he? He's 11 years older than okay. me. So he's he out of the house. Like, oh, yeah, married? out of the house. Wasn't married yet okay. at the time. Um, but yeah, like totally out of the house, return missionary, oh, like cool. the whole that thing. Yeah, so quite, quite, yeah. uh, back that, so, so the world signs. standards were like porn was probably no big deal. Totally. No big deal. Yeah. Though, like right? I'm pretty sure like he wasn't hiding it well. So like, there's no way my mom didn't know he had all that. You it would know. be more like a shaming, at least in my house I grew up with. Like, I had a stepbrother and stuff and, and friends. It was not like, it would be like a, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have that. But it wouldn't have been like. This is this out. is a oh my gosh we need to call a counselor it's like, it's like, like the, this is what all boys like do a, this is what I was told typical Mormon family finds out their kids drinking Mountain yeah. Dew yeah uh, oh yeah it's right? like the end like of the world you're twelve totally. you're pounding Mountain Dew yeah yeah oh you that's mean if it was yeah, yeah related yeah, exactly. that way yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like whoa whoa that's compared like, to like if you yeah. find a kid in the church like with pornography you're like dude I need to call the bishop I gotta we right. need to lock this thing down where like in the world it's like yeah it's not a I don't know, it wasn't a big but deal. But when you joined own. the church, was it like, I got to give this stuff up? Uh, no, because, like, I think a lot of it happened after, you know? I okay. mean, I think, like, at 15, I had just kind of, like, you know, once in a while would, like, sneak in there and check it out, you know? And I remember, like, I remember doing some weird stuff as a teenager, like, trying to, like, like spy on girls and stuff, like... Stuff that now totally makes sense, um, that it was, like, my addiction starting to surface. But, like, at the time, I just, it was whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, We try you to know, find out what is normal when we're that age. Like, totally. we don't know what normal yeah, is. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what normal yeah, is. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, uh, you know, grew up, teenager, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't feel like, I had this, like, out of control, like, most of my other buddies in the program that identify as pornography addicts, like, by this time, they were, like, severely addicted to but, pornography. But we're, but, uh, you know, human nature as a man, we're se- sexually attracted physically totally. with our eyes, and so, like, seeing nudity or whatever in, yeah. in a teenage years, like, it's probably more weird to be like, oh, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. You know, we had, it's an urge you got to fight against. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, like, I had, so there was, like, four of us dudes that were, like, best buddies, and we, like, sang, and we were, like, pretty popular, you know, kind of a thing, and we... Is this band in high school, or, like, a real band? No, 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 this is, like, legit band. Okay, and like marching band. No, okay. no, 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 we okay. were, like, we were, like, actually... <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with marching yeah, band, no, no, no. I just wanted whoa, whoa, to clarify. Whoa, whoa. Can you not... Hate on I'm just band. wanted to clarify. What if we have listeners? Huh? I'm just clarifying. Well, I, mar- I want to picture in my head. Yeah. yeah. Is he walking down in a parade, okay. singing a song, okay. or is he like? Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. No, I want to make sure we're being politically legit, correct. It's a legit question. Yeah, okay. for sure. See, thank so thank you. We had, and I don't know. It's interesting because I don't know. This has to have something to do with it, but we had a bishop, and he was a young guy, and he was super cool, and he told us one time. Probably just totally casually, not even overthinking it. He said, I'd rather you guys kiss a hundred girls before your mission than have a girlfriend. So me and all my buddies were like, done. Challenge. Challenge. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so we all had like a list of like. Instead of know, explaining why. Yeah. Like that'd be, like, it's a good reason. Like right. the reasoning was probably yeah, valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and like, and I, and I think honestly, like the other dudes in the quorum, like probably didn't take it like we did 
Um, <laughs> you took it as a personal but, challenge. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, all right, like, let's do this. So, and I was, I was the weak link. So, like, we all kept a list. And you we like, the lowest and we, like, the leaderboard? Yeah, by, by like, kind of by far. You guys actually and had so, a <laughs> No, 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 we didn't have a board. Okay. We just had, like, a paper. Did you have tally but marks? You actually had you had a tally list. marks. Oh, dude, we had tally marks, and it was like we had things like what a we had a we had a uh, I can't be seen with this guy in public. Dude, Just we kidding. had we had like codes and stuff. Like an FNK was like if you got a first night kiss, Whoa. so like first Two night you first night you you met her, like you got a make out, like that's oh an gosh. FNK, dude. So anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, like that that has to have something to do with it. I would say. Um, yeah, and, like... There's probably the chase. some signs there. The chase. The chase, you. the chase. Like, the start of that, like, that piece of my addiction where, like, I craved that chase and I got acceptance and, like, approval from that, like... I don't know, from that chase process, like... Of course, you got yeah, validation. It, yeah, totally. You were validated so, in who you were. You so thought that, you were. So that all so went that down. went before mission. Then that was all before you go mission. mission? Did you go, go on, on a mission? mission, yep. I served a mission... Worthily, didn't have any issues out on the mission. Um, come home and like, uh, you know, like I, I, I remember like kind of white knuckling, like wanting to be good still, you know, and like made out with a couple girls, and then like I got married pretty quick. Like I had been home a year, you know. Yeah. Um. So like married we, married a year. No. Like, like we, home. You were married within a year of being home? Uh, no, we started dating with me oh. being home a year. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then by the time from, like, the initial date till we got married was about a year and a half. Okay. So, so kind of longer for, longer like, courtship. traditional, yeah, know. traditional Mormons, and it was, there was a breakup in there, you know, and stuff like that, so it was... That happens. Lexi yeah. wouldn't talk to me for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> we made out right when I got home, though. <laughs> so, um... Anyway. So, yeah, so get married, like, everything's cool, um, you know, like, stoked on life, um, and then, like, f- about four years in, like, my addiction just starts creeping in, um, and, and during this four years, like, I'm sure there was, like, moments where I, like, viewed pornography, you know, um, but I don't remember it being, like, a gnarly thing. Like an addiction. It wasn't you know? like a compulsive. Yeah, it was. No, it was more just like a like. Oh, like I'm depressed, or like oh my wife's out of town for a week. Like I'm gonna just like pull something up and check this out or whatever, you know. But wasn't super gnarly. Um, and then like all of a sudden, um, you know, it just crept in again, and. Uh, some things went down with this with this one girl and um you know that I don't really want to get too into detail on the air here but um it was inappropriate and that lasted like 6 months you know where we would like hook up off and on and like whatever and that was the downhill spiral um so did, did we don't go good details but was this like a, did it happen pretty quick or was it like a friend and yeah. just slowly progress, or did, or did you, was there a switch? That's there like, was like a yeah. So like I'm so, gonna I'm gonna go for this, or so she or, went for it. Okay. So it was a it was a friend um, that we knew very very well, and almost more of like a cousin. Um, 
And uh, one day, like, she just kind of, like, was inappropriate, and I should have... Rebuffed it. Yep. I should have, right there in that moment, been like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening right now? And then, like, ran and told my wife, and, like, I carry that with me still. Like, the idea of, like, if I had done that, would I have still spiraled into this addiction? And the answer is possibly. Um, because mm-hmm. it was already there, you know? Like, a therapists have told me, like, dude, this was already there long before you got married, you know? So I think this is just what, like, opened the gates. Um, so let me relate it to Jay. Maybe do you relate to that with you were prescribed opiates on your mission. And if it wasn't then, some oral surgery later or some other... Yeah, yeah. Have... I mean, I've already obviously been a drug... I already went to rehab when I was 15, so, like, obviously I had... The, and I binge drink from the time I first drank, you know, and did drugs. So obviously I was sober then when I went on my mission, but, and, and, and zero desire. And when it happened, it happened. But I think, you know, it's the excitement that, you know, it's just like a drug or anything else. So like when that moment he's talking about happens, yeah, is it defining? I, I mean, I guess for the next chapter of your life, but not really for your entire life, right? Yeah. Because like he said, other choices had already happened and so on and so forth. And we could always think about why, but it does when you don't do the right thing in those moments, right? Like when you don't open up, uh, that excitement is addicting, right? Because you're having, I mean, real chemical, not take the spiritual side, the yeah. sin side out of it. There's actual, literal, dopamine just dopamine, thing. oxytocin, like releasing, like firing chemicals. Like, so, you know, like, other so rate, like if I, to not get if, if someone's almost, never had a major surgery during a stressful time in their life and prescribed opiates, it's bad, it's, man. It's a it's, freaking... It's, it's like, who to judge? Like, well, why would you get hooked to it? Or yeah. how about some dude that's never... I, I mean, most guys I know yeah. are pretty flirty with other wives. Like, oh, hey, you look great. You know, like, there's some more flirty than others, right? right. But 90% or 95 never get anything back. Right. Yeah. So right? what but, happens but, when it gets yeah, back? Just because no girls ever flirted back what or when engaged, it back that means you're better than this person? I, right. I mean, I don't know. What the, and, I, and I think, like, too, like, with Jason... Of course, you should say no, but... yeah. But at the same time, yeah, that happens. It was a defining moment. It was. And I think it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I I think the addiction was there. And so that, that like, extra just rocket of chemicals was just like, boom. Like, the gates are open now. And, like, you're screwed, you know? And uh, so... Well, it's weird, too, because, like, when you say it like that, it's like, how do you confess for something you really haven't done yet? We're talking about flirting, right? If you right. go to your wife and say, yeah. okay, hey, like, look at how awkward that could be, right? You go to... That'd be like me going to Lexi, okay, like, like I said this, I shouldn't have, but nothing happened. Because now you're thinking, well, am I going to create her to think that something really has happened? And no. yeah. so, so you can easily rationalize yeah. these, these So in process. all fairness, this was, like, physical, though. It wasn't just oh. her being like, hey, what's up? So okay, it immediately went to physical, like... Yeah. So from okay. zero to ten, pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, went from zero to ten, like, real fast. Okay. And so, yeah, so I didn't no. do the right thing, yep. um, and I... Where does it go from there? I will pause you real quick, because well, I, I have a really good friend of mine, Bishop, and he's talked about uh, Bishop's counsel, and I, and I was curious. I'm like, well, don't most counsels, like, go to the stake? Like, if it's, you know, disfellowship or excommunicated? And he's like, no, it's mostly the wives or women. And I'm like... What? He's like, who do you think the guys are doing stuff with? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Like, we always just think it's only the dudes, but there's usually uh, someone else as well. So there's a lot of normies here that are like, what? No girls ever do that. Yeah. And I've learned that's baloney. Oh, there's baloney, plenty. dude. Big baloney. So. 
Yeah. So if you're an, if you're a normie sitting out there like I was and like, dude, that only happens in the movies. This doesn't happen in the church or. Was this lady yeah. member of the church? Oh yeah, three-term so missionary. This, this never happens. Like that, I know there are people that are listening to this yeah. that like that does not happen, and it's never happened to me. So I probably used to think that, but now I've talked dude, to so dude. many people where that's yeah. just baloney. That does happen and happens more yeah, often. It than happens. Think, yeah. And like, mind you, as a sex addict, you have no boundaries, zero. Um, and so I'm sure she like picked up on that. Um, you know, in all fairness, but still, yeah, it, it's you're totally right. So, so where does it go from so there? That, so yeah, like, so the same with the same person. Yep, does so it go same back to person porn? for like six months, um, just off and on. Are you and feeling guilty? So then you go to the porn, like, because I just gave a lesson uh, in Elders Quorum, and uh, President Nielsen describes how we fall into like addiction in general, yeah. but he's specifically talking about sexual addiction, and he's talking about like life stressful, blah, blah, something happens, you feel guilty for it, all right, it causes unpleasant feelings, so what do you do? You go back to yep. it, boom, the yeah, cycle that's starts. that's called the addiction Right, cycle. right, right, yeah. So, yeah. so did that happen with... Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it did. I think it was kind of like, at that point, I was just like, whoa, dude, what am I doing? Like, this is super gnarly, but I was I was becoming addicted, and I didn't even realize it. Um, totally. Yeah, so then, like... So, so that ended, and then, like... So, hold on, Normie question. Yeah. At any point, are you like, dude, I'm going to have to confess this, or it's like, I'm just going to bury this for the rest of my life? So, and in the... Ne- like, Neo, was it Neo on here? It was like, I'm just going to go to the terrestrial kingdom. That was I'm another not, guy. That was another guy? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, I'm just, I'm just going to bury yeah. this for my life, and... Too, and I'm saying, not going like, to hurt my wife yeah, or my this family, is one I'm going and to the I guess with. I just won't... Yep. Yeah, was that great, that great question. So in the beginning, uh, so the answer is both. Um, in the beginning, I was like, okay, crap. Like, how am I gonna like confess this? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, I I gotta like I don't I don't really want to be this guy. Like, you know, like. But then yeah, then it got it got out of control, and it got to the point where I was like, yeah, like there's no way I can like if my wife finds out, like she's out. You know, like, she'll, she'll be like, nope, I'm out. And so I just lived with that fear, and then it was like, you know, it was, you know, your, your ego, and you're justifying, and you're addicted, and, like, all these different things. And so, yeah, I just thought, like, all right, like, this is just who I am. Like, this is coming with me to the grave. And and I all, you know what's and, funny? And, and I'm coming to the grave, I'm not doing it again. Yep. Because it was, like, after six months, like, it's yep. a one-time thing. Yep. And maybe time will heal yep. this. Yep, okay. that's exactly what I thought. Like, time will heal... Like, I'll outgrow, like, and then it's funny, because, like, I would even think things like, like, I'm going to outgrow this, you know? Like, there's going to come a point where I'm going to be, like, just super faithful, you know? And, like, not... Like, not, you're just going to wake up and Yeah, like, different. I'm just going to wake up and be, like, cool and different, and which is so ridiculous, but it's just how we think when we're in, when we're addicts, you know? So, um, so that, so that happened, and then fast forward to the invention of Snapchat. Okay. Which is... Oh, so this was happening before those apps and stuff. Yeah, this was the happening disappearing before picture. the apps. Yep, the disappearing picture. And this, uh, this, this other female who was also a very good friend, um, was like, hey, have you seen this app? Like, you should totally get it. Got the app, 
Um, I think the addict in me was just like, holy cow, this app is a freaking dream. <laughs> and so I just That's ran. Never been on. As, like, as a, do- a, a husband uh, or not, as a dad of like two teenage girls during that time, oh, it was dude. a nightmare. Like, oh my God, oh, this dude, is like the worst thing ever. Do not let your children have Snapchat, dude. Ever. It is evil. Like, so evil. So Snapchat was, was, was gnarly for me. Um, I ran that app hard. Um, I was just like hitting up everybody like, dude, have you seen this app? Like, do you have this app? Like you should get it. And I was like making up these games I could play to like groom them into like sending me pictures. These are people you knew? Oh yeah. And, and that's one unique thing to my addiction. And I, I, maybe there's someone out there listening. Um, and I would be so curious. I would love it if you like sent Brad an email because I have yet to meet someone well, there is. There, there the, the I've Snapchat, they them. say that Twitter, like, ha- like some ridiculous number of Twitter tweets, like private DMs, are nudes. Or all nudes. No, it's like no, 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 like no, no. What I was going to say uh, is I have yet to meet someone who all the people they acted out with, they knew. Oh, well, that's, okay. That's, that's, yeah. Is that I've, a thing? I've sponsored, yeah, yeah. Okay. They may not be here, but... That's not unique is what you're saying. Okay. Okay. No, okay. No, no, no. I figured it wasn't, no. but I personally have yet to... Like meet someone. It seems lot. It seems easier to have more an- anonymity, and it's easier now with technology to do this anonymous. Yeah. And there seems to be plenty of people willing to give up new pictures anonymously to whoever. Totally. Yeah. Um, so that got way out of control. But hold on. Also, because I more recently, pornography with women is like a a, a more on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I always thought it was on the consumption side of pornography, but I'm learning more now. It's more on the creation of it. Both, so yeah. the, 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 the women are, are addicted to creating the pornography, sending the picture. Mm-hmm. Getting the reaction. Getting the reaction off of it you know, on the creation side versus the consumption side on your side. Oh, totally. I'm sure there's a lot of like validation for them and like makes them feel good. If they have... They have body issues and they send this a nudie and I have body dysmorphia like, and that's why when I used yeah. to post on it, that's why when I used to have Instagram, I'd post that stuff. You're looking you, for you validation. You don't have to answer this or don't do detail. Do they want pictures of you? Mm, not typically. See, that's what I mean. It's one. It's like the uh, they are probably addicts of pornography on their own side of the creation I'm of sure it. They are. Actually, let me rephrase that, Brad. No, they never wanted them. Okay. Some of them got them. You're a good-looking un- man. Unsolicited. Okay. But they were they, like. They, like, hey, send no, me this. Nope, never. And so that's interesting. For me, it's like, oh, that's interesting. That's that's the pornography side, generally, probably more for women, is the creation of it. Yep. And that's what they're hooked on. Totally. These women are probably porn addicts. But they don't yeah. think they are because I'm not looking at it. Right. They're just taking pics. That's really interesting. Yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. So let's see. So, yeah, so that that gets really out of control. And, like, that never really goes away. Um, that that whole like aspect of my addiction lasts. How long? Pff, let's from see. this first from, incident now, where yeah. We so at in time when period? so when Snapchat first comes out, we're probably like what nine two thousand. I don't know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. So you've been um, so now actively is, from yeah, that first is, person to yeah yeah. This is probably you know close to ten years or I don't know six eight years or something. Yeah. Six years, maybe, let's say. I don't know. My timelines are yeah. all screwy. But of course. It was a while. Yeah. So from there, um, 
it's like off and on, you know, it's like the whole like I get called as like the ward mission leader and so I'm like, oh crap, like I got to clean it up, you know, and mm-hmm. so I like stop doing everything and like I think like oh, I'm good, like, you know, I'm justifying my actions and like. So you did, so I'm, you got the calling, you're like, I, I'm going to clean this up because yeah. I need the spirit back, totally. I need to be, okay. Yeah, so you're still and a faithful I'm, member. This is yeah. this is the the complexity of being a member this, addict. Like, yeah, this is right. what a lot of people don't realize. Is you can have a testimony. Oh yeah, and I got asked to work in the temple oh, in Laie, and I'm like, okay, so I'm just, I'm not gonna look at porn the same day that I go work in the temple. Oh. I'll try to keep my consumption down on pills to the point where I'm not slurring my words when yeah. I'm at the veil. Totally, dude. You know? Yeah, it's it. That's exactly how it is, and it's even because you like, want to help. You're like want it. You believe in everything yeah, that you. Not even with your calling too, but like with your family. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you're living a double life. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing this. Like I'm, I'm acting out, and I'm doing this, and then I'm going home and like, kissing my wife and running family night. Like it's super jacked up. How powerful and cunning it's a and like the dualistic. That's what I read on Sunday. Yeah. What is it? Oh, the dualistic. Yeah, yeah. We'll share that. Yeah, share we'll share that, that talk yeah, yeah. in our show notes here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just like it's so messed up, dude, and so gnarly. Um, so yeah, that goes. Did, did you think you were an addict at this time? Oh, or just absolutely like, not. You just thought no. I'm behaving badly. Yeah, I just thought I'm an a hole, okay. and like I, I like I'm just inappropriate, you know. And part of what what kind of happened was that like I just became oh that's just Ryan. Okay. You know, and so like you're known as a flirty person. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And that that even went like like that happened in front of my wife. Like she would be like, hey, friends that are very flirty with the wives. Yeah. You got to watch out for those dudes. (laughs) She would even say stuff like we'd get in the car to go home and she'd be like, hey, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like how you're all like rubbing up on so and so so much like. I, that's kind of weird that you would like do that and I'd just be like oh no like we're just cool like that you know like it doesn't mean anything you know or whatever so yeah it's like I had built this like persona yeah one of the one of the girls kind of a thing or like okay. oh that's just Ryan like and that was my like that was my MO dude like that was how I was able to initiate these conversations no boundaries that's just how I was Quote, how, how, alter motives. What percentage of time did you get turned back? Like, I can't believe you, Ryan. Were you? Uh, never, dude. Really? There was a couple. T- I see. Here's the thing. I got very good at it. Okay, so you uh, could tell who so, was into yeah, it or not. Yep. So I, before I even like got to the point where they would be like, "What are you doing?" I would I would pull back. I would be like, "Nope." Like. She's too sketchy. Like, I don't think she's going to be into this. Now, another question. How many of those girls do you think that's their first time of doing that with you versus do you think they're doing this multiple people? Do you have any There's a mix. There's a mix. Yeah, like, looking back on it, like, there's no... With some of them, like, there's no way I was their first rodeo, you know? But some of them... Again, that blows people in mind because, like, they're uh, they're they're probably married, right? Yeah. Like, they're supposed to have no idea. Right. No idea. No idea. So, yeah, so there would, like, you know, there'd be times where, that's, like, that's I would... the women pornography. That, like, we hear in these numbers that are really high, and then you hear, like, they're not... That's it right there. That's the creation of it. Yeah, not even it's just with the app side, just with life. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like okay. we talked about, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. Mind blown. So, you know, I, I, the, the, my timeline gets a little, a little wishy-washy through this period, because it's, like, 
I'm in, I'm out, I'm trying to be good, I'm like, you know, whatever, I'm like telling myself I'm never going to do this again, and I'm like repenting on my own, like in my bedroom, which mm-hmm. doesn't work. <laughs> um, and like... And no time know, has like your your worthiness interviews of all that, you're oh, just I'm like... I'm lying, lying okay. through my teeth, dude. Okay. Lying through my teeth, um, you know, and just like living the double life and going along and like... What's crazy to think about, and I know we've kind of already touched on this, is like I had a testimony. Mm-hmm. I had a testimony. What, was it starting to dwindle? Were you starting? Because yeah. I, I know people that yeah. when they start to live a double life, they, they seek out ways to doubt faith. Yeah. Oh, totally. did you read this about Joseph Smith? And you no, read this? it never got to you know? that. Like it never got to that where I was like looking for ways out or like mm-hmm. looking for reasons to doubt. But it got to the point where I had zero desire to read my scriptures or pray or yeah okay like I had totally cut out the little things like you know personal study and prayer and you know being that like priesthood holder in the home where I was like you know saying everybody gather around for family night like my wife was pulling the weight you know and she noticed it and she would make comments you know but she just thought like oh well like he's just busy and you know like whatever like different things but so basically, dude, like it, it, it was, it was that like in, out, in, out. And then my last year and a half, two years of the addiction, it got bad. And that's when like, I started getting sloppy. Um, meaning like girls would, I would start to get some pushback, like, like, okay. yeah, and it, and it, and it was always kind of like, they wanted to still be cool, and they never ran and told my wife, which, I don't know why, they should have, They're probably you know? flirting with that edge themselves. Yeah, you know? they were kind of on the edge too, but I think they were kind of like... these are all being people you know. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Okay. Every single... So did you just expand your circle, like, of this... You I mean, know what you happened? Yeah, so here's what happened. How are you finding no, this? So yeah. here's what happened. So I got, I got a new That's, job. I'm not going to find out what steak or ward you were in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would, but that would, been, that would is, uncover is some. Is this all in one area, or no. have you moved a few uh, times over these years? No, so this is like, yeah, this is like, area. I got like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> you know. Let those bishops call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, Bishop this, here, I got some stories to tell you. This is like, yeah, there's like, you know, it's like past people, you know, that maybe like I knew... And they moved to Utah or like they... But because they, social media, you can interact Yeah, with because them. of social okay. media and because of Snapchat and, and everything else. You can stay connected like, with the... Yep. Yeah. You reconnect, yeah. So then last two years of the addiction leading up to the beginning of this year, I got a new job. Um, and that job, I'm not going to name the company, but basically my... Literally my job was to... Uh, I, I produced photo shoots, and so it was like book models and travel with them. <laughs> oh, that's good. For um, yeah, that's, that's and it was different. it was the equivalent of a, of a alcoholic like um, working beer, like bar. selling bar yeah, like yeah, selling like, alcohol. Yeah. I'm driving yeah. the beer truck. So it got it spun out of control. Um, you know, it There's was actually a guy that one of the clubs I I go to, the tennis club. His job, he's the beer guy. He wears a shirt as beer guy. He just goes and retaps it, but he has yeah. to drink the beer of course, at every geez. stop to make sure yeah. that it works. I'm like, that is the dream job of most alcoholics, alcoholics right? Yeah, yeah. most alcoholics just, work in the wine and liquor business. That's his yeah. business. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
So it got bad um, to the point where, like, I did start to kind of, like, you know, not doubt the church, but, like, just kind of be, like, I'm just there because I have to be, like, going through the motions physically, you know, but no spirituality whatsoever. Um, I started, like, making up stories about my wife, like, to justify my actions and also as a tool to, like, get these women to engage, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, yeah, my wife this, my wife that, like, I'm missing this in my marriage, so that's why, like, I reach out, like, blah, 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 and the sad thing and the thing that, like, if I'm not careful can take me to a really deep place of shame is they were lies, like, they were flat lies that I had made up in my head to, to A, justify my actions, and B, like, get, like, get my drug. And that is, like, I got to live with that. And, like, that is hard as as I re, like, as I work recovery and, like, as my wife and I work together, like, that's that's a thing that's, like, difficult, you know, that's, I got to rebuild that, you know, because, like, that. I'll say on that. I'll say on that real quick. Because here, here, here's the deal. This is what I heard. Uh, this will help you with that, with that shame and that guilt because, it's that it's still that ego complex that's uh, the inferiority and you know all that cl- complex of thinking you're terminally unique. Reality is when an addict is in his addiction or her addiction, every time their lips are moving, they're lying. Yeah, that's just what they do. That's what we do. So as soon as you can, you know, we comprehend that. When if you're looking back on a time period like this because you're trying and you feel that guilt and shame. You need to realize that every addict, every you ever see walk into any meeting, like if they're in their disease still, they're still actively participating, whatever drug it is, from food to alcohol, sex, pornography, doesn't matter. If their lips are moving, they're probably lying. Yeah. So, like, it's just a fact. And then you go think back, like, it was. So, totally. so your lies, even though they seem harsh, because you're like, man, why would I lie about this loving wife and all this stuff? Reality is, you're not the first and you won't be the last to lie in your disease, right? Like, when, oh, yeah. you're in that, when you're in that psychosis state of just pure chaos and utter, you can't, underst- you can't comprehend this disease. You can't. You can't. And sometimes we, we read all the books and we do all the counseling and stuff, and so we think we're comprehending it. And then you, you hear about someone dying that had 20 yeah. years, and you go, wait a minute. I, that doesn't make sense, right? So... What I'm getting at is, or someone going back out that had 10 years or 15 years or three years or two years or four years, whatever, your own sponsor, right? So uh, don't try to, you know, not just you, just in general for people, like, don't try to think about it too much, right? Because there is no way to comprehend this thing. It doesn't make sense. I mean, we can try to figure out the whys, but, yeah, and that does help to get recovery, but to explain all the things, why we lie, like, you know what I mean? Like, reality is you were in your disease, so of course you lied. Yeah. And if you weren't lying, you wouldn't be in your disease. In the story, it's it's, right. it's either honest or you're not, right? So very yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's very true, and that's helpful. Thanks, Jay. Of course. So um, how this come to a head? Yeah. So, so it's pretty interesting, and I and I I wasn't I, I wasn't sure I wanted to share this, but I need to because this will paint the picture and tie a bow on it. Um, I decided that I was going to try and act out with my sister-in-law. Ooh, that's risky business. That shows you, A, how sick I was. I was just talking about the insanity of this thing. How sick and insane and deep into this I was that I thought I was going to get away with this. Mm -hmm. She turns around and tells my wife everything. So So, it had progressed to a certain point to where it wasn't just like a... Yep. Hey, you look cute. 
Oh, yeah. No, and, and here's what you have to remember, too, is that, like, not remember, but I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> I'll remember. I, yeah. Just uh, I would tell them about past acting out hmm. to get them to feel comfortable like, to act okay. out. Yeah, okay. Right. Like, hey, this is some of the stuff I've done. Like, it's all good, you know? Mm. And so I did that. And so she went. So that backfired. And to be honest, bless her heart, it yeah. saved my life. Um, she went and told her everything. So I came home from work January 3rd, 2018. Dang. Walked in the door. The kids are gone. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> where are all the kids? My wife's sitting in the corner of our little L couch, uh, kind of like with her knees up, just like just distraught I could tell someone's up and she said hey um I need to talk to you can I get your full attention and I said yes and at she that said, point were you thinking that at all or no. were you thinking something something wrong with the kids like and I don't know what I was thinking can't. dude I was just kind of like what the freak you weren't thinking the jigs up no, I wasn't. That's I wasn't. insanity, bro. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're fine. You're like, I yeah. still got this. Yeah, like I okay. still got this. So she says, you know, um, we'll call her Sally. Okay. Sally uh, told me everything. What's up? And I was just like, uh. what you so say? So <laughs> I would just like, well, how much do I confess? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what exactly did she share with you? Yeah. Exactly. We'll start, and start being yeah. attorney. Good. So you got to remember, I'm still sick. Yeah, I'm still sick. So I just tell her what I have to, what she knows. I confirm what she knows. Mm-hmm. And we go, and she's like, "Do you, are you willing to talk to the bishop? Like, she didn't know if I was going to be like, oh, whew, like, you know everything, like, goodbye, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, it, I, yeah. it, it was the opposite for me. I was like, crap. Like, you know, and this happened, but, like, I'm going to own this, you know? I still wasn't, like, I want out, I want recovery, because I'm still sick, mind you. But I, I, I owned up to what she knew. Um, we went to the bishop that night, and I confessed to him just what she knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was awful, dude. I... I, I I, I knew I always loved her and that's hard for her to like understand um, because it's like how could it's, you love me so and like yeah, yeah how could you love Especially me and you, go and sister. do this right yeah, yeah. That's, that's so not an, uh, someone anonymous right so it's kind of like it's tricky but like for me it was it wasn't for a second like oh, good, like, she knows, like, I can bail now. It was like, please forgive me. Like, how can I fix this? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know how. I was still planning on, like, withholding, like, the stuff she didn't know, you know, because... And at that point, we were like, crap, I'm stopping all of it. Or I I definitely going to get her... I want to get her forgiveness for this situation, but I'm going to keep this other stuff going? Or did you even think about that? I I didn't have time to think about that at the time. Because this is like day one. Yeah. If we're being honest, though, I'm pretty sure I was going to, like, cover my tracks for what she knew, but not get sober. Okay. Matter of fact, that's what would have happened. And, And most sex addicts or pornography addicts don't understand sober. 
Right. Sobriety means abstaining from the activity that's right. contrary yeah. to what you want to be and doing. And for me, for me, I I take it a step further than that. My sobriety is is any sexual activity or act outside of my wife and I, which is the law chastity. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some some sex addicts, especially out of the church, mm-hmm. like there's certain things like masturbation is not a relapse to them. Mm-hmm. That's right? crazy. Yeah. It's like so like but, funny. Like that's. Right. Like when you learn learn more about it, like right. especially from a religious standpoint, yeah, you like see how it's all part of impulsively masturbating and like totally. oh, fine, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Like I've the, heard those. Like I've the, read all that's those. That's like the guy in AA around. who's yeah. doing cocaine, right? Like, Dude, yeah, I'm not drinking. The original members of Alcoholics Anonymous were all coked up. Most of them, majority of them, in yeah. The 80s well, and even the 70s. to this day, dude, you go yeah. outside of the AA meeting <laughs> and they're all vaping and smoking and drinking. They're all hooked up, all sorts of coffee and everything else. So yeah. So for me, my sobriety is, is anything, dude. Like any, if I like, if I download Snapchat again and start hitting up girls, that's a relapse. Mm-hmm. So how do you I, get to that point? So slow down. So so now, because what you're describing is someone different from, yeah. you know, so how did you find, how did you go from, I'm going to cover my tracks to someone who just said that? I mean, that's pretty profound. You're saying that I won't even do any of this. Yeah. So what happened in yeah, between that? Yeah, that's a good question. So basically what happened is my wife's therapist is a godsend um he is did you immediately start going to therapy so yeah you meet the bishop what happened yeah, you're still so juggling go, the truth yeah, and the so half truths right so we, i go to the bishop juggling the half truths he sends me to lds family services and my wife is seeing her therapist who's a dude we knew from the stake but but did she just start going to this dude or oh, because yeah. of this no she called him okay. that day okay, because, yeah. because okay. of this yeah so she starts. She needed some treatment. Oh, she needed dude. some. Yeah. Okay. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mind yeah. you, dude. She, Double life. Like you're a different person oh, than who she I thought. I basically just pulled out a shotgun yeah. and and blasted her, dude. And she's laying on the ground bleeding. Figuratively speaking. Yes. Figuratively speaking. In case speaking. she just popped into the podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah. She. So she's la- she's laying on the ground figuratively, figuratively bleeding to death. Yeah. Right? And I'm just thinking, like, crap, dude. Like, what is He's I emotional, just, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, he gives her some tools um, to get the truth out of me. And he tells her, I won't, he says, first of all, brace yourself. Um, this ain't the end, honey. Like, there's a lot more coming. He's got a severe sex addiction. Um, you know, you need to go get tested. You need to call his BS and make him do a polygraph test. Mm. So when that happens, I'm I'm like, I'm effed. Like there's no like there's no lying. So I I confessed. I I got clean. Um I told her everything and it was so it was she prepared to hear it at that time? Uh I mean yeah. Were you just together or were you within a therapist no, it was situation? Just together, just us. And okay. it was like I wish I would have been more like this is everything that happened. But, like, she had to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, well, what about this person? Like, did you do this? Did you do that? And, like, she had to literally, like, pull and pull and pull until I had told her everything. And, again, I wasn't healthy yet. Like, I was still in this mode of, yeah. like, I'm going to hang so on to what I Figuratively, you're just dumping your, your drug stash. Yeah. Oh, what about weed? Okay, it's over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I do have those two over here. Like, yeah. you're just... Totally. Okay. Yeah, so that's a great analogy. Um, so anyway, a few days later, I get a phone call, and it's her therapist, who I know personally, 
And he says, hey, Ryan, um, you know, I'm here with Heather, and uh, I just want you to know that you have a severe sex addiction, and we can get you help, and you're worth it, he told me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Like, I just I, messed up. Yeah, and I was like, excuse me? Like, what is a sex addiction? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what does that even mean? Because I always thought, like, oh, that's a cop-out, dude. That's like saying, you know, yeah. like, I'm addicted to Oreos or whatever. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, well, yeah, everybody everyone loves likes everyone everyone wants sex. sex. Yeah. Like, so yeah. to say, oh, I'm addicted to it, it's like, <laughs> come on, saying. buddy. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah Who are but, you, bro? Like, don't, but, aren't you? Right. Don't you like sex? Right. So it was just, it was a new thing. I, I, I was just like, what are you even saying? Where were you when you took the call? Like, were you at work? How's that you work? Okay. Are you yeah, separated was, at this point or no, just living in the No, house? dude. So like, was bl- there any talk so, of, like, I'm out of here? So a, my wife or, is the most amazing individual you will ever talk oh, we know to. That. Yeah. And she basically was like, don't touch me. I can't, I can't, I can't, can't deal with this right yeah. now. Like, but, um, but I still love you. Like, she never, she, I never slept on the couch once um i never she did but she had this mentality of like i don't care where you sleep like don't touch me but i don't care where you sleep you know and uh i mean it's it's like and and at some point in there are you like ever decide like well screw this i'm out of here i'm gonna go here or never okay like yeah fortunately and i don't know like that's that was a gift from from heavenly father how do you how do you get to the point where you accept what that guy just called and told you yeah so basically like i'm going they send me to lds family services and like bless the guy's heart but like he knew nothing, dude. Like, he didn't know how to help. Yeah, they're just... Yeah. yeah they're, I've heard that they're amazing for adoption. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Not anymore. You, nah. They don't do it anymore. Oh, really? They used to be. Yeah, yeah they got out of the adoption business. Oh, no way. So I roll in with a severe sex addiction, and this, this kid, well, like, fresh out of his, like... Fresh out of his... Fresh out of his, like, BYU residency, yeah. like... He, he can't it's help. Good intentions, but he's not there yet. How, he's yeah. Googling it real quick. <laughs> However, Snapchat. let me tell you something. He, I will be forever grateful to him. I'm not making fun of him. Because kind of, but. two things. He said, you need to go to ARP. I said, what's ARP? He told me what it was. He said, there's meetings all over. The best meeting in the church is in Laguna Niguel. And here's the address. <laughs> And he said, there's also a really cool podcast called The Next Step. Well, that should be dissing this guy. This guy yeah. is the wisest yeah. one yeah. in there. That we you, should actually that, plug him real that quick. You should, uh, that you should listen to. No, I feel to. really bad. <laughs> um, you really do. Yeah. <laughs> I felt no. bad as soon as he no. started saying it. So, so <laughs> I will forever till the day I die be grateful to him for those two things. He didn't help me in other ways. Well, it but proves that you can help and not be yeah. Yeah. to think that every therapist is capable in No, they're aspect. human just like right. everyone's yeah. human. Yeah, yeah, just totally. like not every sponsor is equal, right? Yeah, so... Um, so, so he tells you that. Then he what? tells me that, and I get in my car, and I, 
I put the podcast on. <laughs> oh, that's a trip. And yeah, and there's like these two. So this is before dudes, you like, really have any recovery. This is just oh, like all no, still I got in. No what was recovery. The first podcast at this point. you listened to? Number one, dude. Okay. Oh, I went bad. That was bad. We, we had to redo that like seven <laughs> times. It was horrible. Back, I went all the way back to the beginning and I religiously listened to every episode, dude. And re- what was your first impression? Be honest. Sound quality was horrible. The first yeah. sound, yeah. The first thing was like, was like, why is it so quiet? And like, <laughs> if I have like, dude, if I have Waze and the podcast, oh, going, everyone's it's like, the same I thing. crank it up to and hear you guys, and then all of a sudden it's like, turn left. Yeah, everyone said the same thing. So that was gnarly, but but yeah, no, the podcast was such a. A blessing, dude. It was a comfort to me. It was like, like did you relate? Were you like, oh yeah, like just yeah. listening to some of these episodes. Like I told you, dude. Like listening to like certain episodes were huge. Um, like uh, I, I wish. Did you go in order or did you skip I around? Went in like order. 10? Okay. I went in order. Um, like we were good. We did every week back then. Yeah, there's we were here. a. Hardcore. Sometimes twice a week. There was yeah, like you, it was like once a week at least. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I remember there were certain episodes that really affected me, um, and course, that like yeah, really hit hit home, and like it was just it was really good, dude. Really early on, like the podcast was huge for me. Um, so then, I That's decide right. somebody her her my wife's therapist says you need to go you need to see a CSAT, which is a certified sex addiction therapist. Okay. Okay. So I find a CSAT through a buddy who I met in this studio um and uh he's uh, company yeah. Our studio oh, here. this one here yeah. oh okay oh, oh, here studio, right here. it's I'll code okay. for yeah if, in, in the arp studio in ARP studio yeah so anyway he says <laughs> i i really like this guy you should go apart. check him out take presents cool with us doing it now yeah no he's cool <laughs> so <laughs> i go to him and he's a weirdo like he's super weird um but he t- but he kind of helps me understand like what sexual addiction is and like hold on were you kind of identifying as an addict from the podcast at this point i was okay yeah i was and i i don't know if you remember this but the first time i walked into a meeting i shared and i was like i've just been diagnosed this like i i i feel really uncomfortable saying that this is what i am but like i i think i think i'm this like i don't i don't totally get it yet but like I was just kind okay. of becoming comfortable with that concept. Um, and, and, and as I got further away from acting out, like as I began to like white knuckle and not act out, like my brain started to like sort of function a little bit normally to the point where I could look back and be like, dude, there's no way I wasn't an addict. Mm. Like who does that? Mm. Like, who what am I if I'm not? Yeah, like, dude, if I'm not if I'm not an addict, like, then I got what? yeah, I got problems, problems, dude. Yeah. You know, at first you and thought so, an addict was a problem, but then yeah, if you weren't that, right. then yeah. And so, so this guy tells me her so, so her therapist. I don't know if he called me again or if he texted me or what, but he was like, you um, you should go to treatment, like you should go to an intensive. Like, like re- an inpatient, an inpatient thing? rehab facility, and I was like, "How long into these meetings with him did that come up?" Uh, right away. Okay. Immediately. So the first time this was mentioned to me was probably two weeks after 
D-Day, like, you know, like January 18th-ish, you know, or yeah. so. And I was like, no, uh-uh. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I have four small kids. Like, I can't bail yeah, for job, two probably. months. Like, yeah, I got yeah. this job that I love. Like, no way. Like, that's that's super, like, that's ridiculous. And he said, um, you know, oh, I had been asking him for a referral for a CSAT. And so he's like, yeah, come see me. So I sit down with him, and he's like, we're chatting it up. And I think he's going to, he goes, he goes, I got a phone number for you. Come see me. And I'm like, okay. So I go see him, and, like, long story short, the phone number is to a guy who had gone to my rehab facility, and, like, he wanted me to, like, hear his story. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, dude, I was thinking you were going to give me the number to a CSAT. Mm -hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, I was super mad. Like, I was still in addict mode, you know? I was just like... I bet he gets a kickback mm. from, like, people going to this facility, like, this is stupid, and, like, whatever. And then, I don't know, like, things became unmanageable. Like, I I was just, like, white-knuckling, and I was just, like, in the depths of shame, you know? Were you I still had, acting out at all? No. Or you were white-knuckling? No, no. Okay. I was, I, from... From the day I walked did in you, my door, did you delete Snapchat and those absolutely? Things? Okay, yeah. So you knew yeah. that was a problem. I oh yeah, I okay. deleted all my apps. I blocked all everyone I had acted out with on my phone. Like I was, I was trying. Like I mm. wanted, I wanted sobriety. I don't know that I really knew how to get it. You're yet. the drug addict who flushed all the drugs down totally. the toilet or, or bought or jumped the booze down. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, I make this phone call to this guy, and he's, like, telling me his story, and I'm over here thinking, like, dude, you're way worse than me, right? Which, which every addict does. Um, Say that a few times, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. And totally. so I, I call a buddy who I had met in this room, an ARP, and I knew he had gone to treatment. And so I said, hey, what was your experience like? I just got off the phone with this guy, blah, 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 and he goes... Before I tell you about my experience, I need to help you with something. And I'm like, please, I'll take any help I can get. And he goes, never, never compare your story to another addict's. Mm -hmm. He said, white man. He said, that could and probably would have been you in five years. This is a degenerative disease. Mm -hmm. I would have gone deeper and deeper down. And I probably would have ended up where this gentleman ended up. Okay, well, and wise, so man. that was super wise, a game changer in my recovery, that phone conversation. I'll never I'm not forget. not as bad as that person. Yep, I was on but, my back I was on my back yeah, patio, yeah. pacing back and forth, talking to him. And that, that conversation heavy, like, yeah, hard, okay. dude. Changed my life, that conversation. And then he proceeded to tell me about his experience with 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 uh, going to um, a rehab facility. And so that's when my heart started to soften and I kind of started to like think about it. And, you know, it was like, I was always battling with this, like, whoa, what about your kids? What about your job? Like, what if, what are people going to think? Like, yeah, where, stigma, are gonna, like yeah, where, where are you going to, where are you going to tell people you went? Oh, like, is this a live in? Like you go and live there. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. No phone, no email. Like it's handwritten letters only for 60 days, dude, two months. 
And so I'm like crapping my pants, like, dude, I don't want to do this, but like deep down I know it's the right thing, you know? And like, yeah, wow. so I'm struggling, dude. Like I'm struggling and I'm like calling my sponsor, you know, and my sponsor's got a little bit of a different view on things, but like basically, dude, to make a long story short, I went and it saved my life. Um, and and and, and, and how many people are in a facility? Like so this? there was Is it a house. Is yeah, it? so okay. it's a house. It's called Desert Solace, okay. um, and it's in Saint George, Utah. And That's it's where a, I went to Miami. Really? Not at it's that an, place. It's an it's a George. it's a LDS based sexual addiction rehab facility. Okay. Sorry, it's run by uh, run by LDS church, members. Church church, members. church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saint. Uh, based. Ah, there you go. Nice. Like yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> Um, did, and did they adopt the ARP 12 steps? Absolutely. Okay. We went to an ARP meeting every single night. Okay. Take that back. We went to two AAs and four AR, uh, actual, five ARPs. Actual AA, not Actual SAs. AA. Well, it's two AAs, one SA, and four ARPs. We went to a meeting every night because it was 90 okay. and 90, right? Okay. We've, all, we've heard that most of us so have like heard about the Saturday, that. The Saturday, the Monday night was not an ARP because we It was not. That. Monday night was AA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And did you go and identify as an alcoholic? They tell you like, hey, no, they're going to say alcoholic? They just, no, they just said um, if you don't identify as an alcoholic, you can't share. Okay. So we just were quiet. And okay. we would just, we would, I, when we went around the room and said our names, we would just say addict. Okay. Um, that's happened. That's but, yeah. yeah. And that's so, so, that's for most from our podcast, we get feedback where they're like, our ARP stinks. We have two people. I'm like, go to an A meeting. Go to, yeah. like, there's 12-step meetings oh, yeah. everywhere in the world. Yeah. And just, it's like, you don't have a, you don't have to restore church. Well, go to, like, a Catholic church. At least get some spiritual teaching. Xander said the same thing. I mean, yeah. like, he wouldn't have got sober if he didn't go to AA. Like, he went to AA religiously. Not even NA. And he was a drug addict. And, yeah. like, he yeah. went to AA and that was like his thing. I mean, he went to recovery, then yeah. he went to AA every day. Was, every day, dude. dude like I was the first meetings time I, every day, two, three meetings. My first AA meeting, I was weirded out. I'm not going to lie. But I learned to love those meetings, dude. There were some genuine shares in there, like just good stuff. And, and these are in St. George. So was there a high yeah. percentage of members of the church in these AA meetings? or do you have Not active. Like okay. I, From what I observed and from like chatting with people after the meeting, I probably met three active members that are going there yeah okay they were all they're all less active members yeah, but yeah so. but okay. they so yeah it's it was lds base we, we ran with the arp model did you go to church there was a, like yep, you guys went to go church to war, on like sunday one, word, one word all together how did the yeah. word accept you uh, a trip that would be. It was a trip. Like the bishop was rad. Like hey, how of many guys the are there? All dudes, I'm assuming. Yeah, all dudes. Um, like, it, hey, it would this, fluctuate. This, but this van full of sex addicts yeah. are pulling in our chapel. Oh, would that be like? Wouldn't wouldn't like some? I could think of all oh. the judgmental women. Oh, it was weird. Like we would get looks, of and like people would. would like ignore us. But like, did they the coach elders... you ahead of time? Like hey, just. You realize, like, that's yeah, just, they it's said, weird if a van full of, like, dudes and motorcycles be, yeah. come up, they're looking at you like weird, yeah. right? Well, like, just think about it this way. Like, if we even if, even in the program, not knowing who that those people are, like, say we don't know who those people yeah. are, right? If the bishop announces next Sunday, hey, by the way, there's a bunch of dudes that we shipped here from a rehab. They're all yeah. sex addicts. Don't worry. Your girls are fine. Your kids are fine. It's all <laughs> yeah. good. Your wives are fine. You're going to be like, Mr. Bishop, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Like, and I don't, to be honest, I don't think he ever. Or like, drug addicts, now, for that matter. It doesn't matter. Sex addicts. Ever, if they said, hey, a bunch of drug addicts, a bunch of addicts are coming here. They're, yeah. They range from drugs to sex. Don't worry. It's all good. 
Your yeah. kids are fine was, in the bathroom by it, themselves. It was because, right? Our stigma. We all just do that. Like, but so, like I had experiences. That's where, pretty amazing. Where a ward would, does like, that. Our church is Someone awesome. would come up and be like, "Hey, are you new?" And I would be like, "Oh, I'm just here for a couple months." And they'd be like, "Oh, Desert Solace," and I'd be like, "Yeah," and they'd be like. Oh, See cool. Ya. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, they're like, yeah, moonwalk like, back. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and I've never seen him again. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the Elders Corn president was they're bad. Like, delete my number, please. Uh, yeah. He gave you, like, yeah. <laughs> no. Were you on the records? Then? That's humbling. Oh, no, no. Okay. We weren't on the records. We weren't allowed to bear our testimonies okay. on Fast just Sunday. Yeah, visitors. We were just visitors. Um, but it That's was rad. cool. Like, we That's had, rad. there was, you're a, getting the spirit. There was a chunk of our day that on our schedule it said step work. Like we yeah. worked in yeah. our books, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, it was rad. Like it was just like, we focused on the gospel. Like what I took out, what I went home with, really. More questions. Was, Where are these dudes from? Are they from uh, all the country? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, all over. How uh, many were there? So it would fluctuate because everybody comes and goes at a different, like the mission, okay. you know. Okay. Um, but at the uh, the least, it was just me and one other dude for like three days, Two people. and that was amazing, to be okay. honest. And then um, the most there ever was was six of us. Okay. And that was cool, too, because there was more people to bounce off. What's the name of the like company that. again? It's called Desert Solace. Okay. We'll um, put a link and, in the... Yeah. In the, it's, it, I, I mean, if it, so let me... Let me you do, do you get a commission on this? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. It, let me sidebar on something, because there's a lot of talk on this. Um, there's two schools of thought. One is... Every nothing in recovery should cost money. Um, you know, recovery is free, and the gospel's free, and and you know, like, uh, you know, you can get recovery in this room in ARP, and that is all true. Okay, some people do right. Many do. However, okay. for me, I needed this. This saved my life. Like, could I have got gone made a full recovery? Uh, in outpatient therapy once a week and in the rooms of ARP? Yeah, probably. Um, but would I have done it as quickly? No, no way. Would I have that solid foundation and these tools that when I'm finding myself in a position where I could possibly get triggered or like something, would I have those tools to be like, like, let me get out of this? No, like it, it was a, it was a game changer. And and here's here's what I what I realized after the fact. If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that your addiction is is not the problem, it's the solution. Okay? We've all talked about that theory. So in this room, we talk about the solution. Don't talk about the practice of your addiction, talk about your 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 solution, your your stories of hope and faith and how you got out of this and, and about the savior and, and all this stuff which is amazing. That's how you get sober. However, what is the problem then? Like, where do you go to talk about the problem? Like, therapy. yeah. Or a sponsor. A sponsor. So where is yeah. Jay? Because yeah. you, you sponsor all people, don't go to therapy. Yeah. Do they discuss it, it with it, you? It, yeah, so AA, they do more of, they'll talk about anything. There's no, like, don't talk about anything. Okay. It's just don't talk about Christ. It's a cultural <laughs> like, Keep religion out and you're good. Like, uh, you drop as and many F-bombs, talk about all the problems, talk about shooting up heroin, talk about So you go in the graphic details in an AA meeting. 100%. Not in an AA yeah. meeting. But, but what he's saying in ARP, the difference is, is like he's saying, where you get that is in the sponsorship with the sponsor. Like, where you get totally. down to, like, because the, the sponsor calls you and... St- 
is venting and you're, you're calling him out on his BS. Well, let me tell you why you think that. Like, here's that's, the problem. That's where, if you're listening in an ARP meeting that doesn't do sponsors, that's why you need it. Yeah, 100%. Because the, the sweet missionary couple sitting in the front is not going to call you out. They can but, share faith, hope, and, and charity. And you're not but, supposed to do that in a meeting. Oh, where else do you do it? So you either yeah. you need that me, in the trenches. Or, and let um, me say something else. If, or yeah, or ahead, a treatment please. center. If you're, if you are, if you're have a sex addiction or you know a pornography addiction or whatever, and you just keep picking up that twenty four hour chip, okay? You just can't get a grasp on sobriety. You might pick up a thirty day. You might even pick up a six month. But boom, there's your silver chip again. But you always say it. How's uh, that working out for you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If <laughs> if that's you, please consider. Doing whatever Treatment. it takes. That's what yeah. we tell people. It's right. like it, you, what we tell most people when they come here. I'll do whatever it takes except that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, first thing we usually say, like, this guy stays after, girl stays after, and they're, like, they're getting numbers exchanging. Like, they want help and stuff. I'm like, cool, are you willing to, I'll stop. The, and they keep talking, right? Yeah. And they're like, this guy was just here a couple nights ago. I was like, listen, I stopped him. I was like, that's cool, okay? Will you do whatever it takes to willing to get sober? Well, I said, no, dude, listen. I'm asking because I have a life, he has a life, and although we do want to help you and we love you and we're Christian and all that stuff, reality is I don't want to waste my time on someone that's not willing to do. Because the reason being is not because I think I'm prideful and my time's better than yours. Right. If you're not willing to do whatever it takes, then it won't work. Right. Because we are willing to do whatever it takes to get to help you, mm-hmm. and me and a bunch of other people are willing to go that far. But not if you're not. If you're not, let's stop. Let's, yeah. let's just end our time here. Like, let's just end it before it starts. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about. Is like some people, most people, a lot of people, most addicts need to go to recovery because they don't know how to get a break that first 60 days. Like, right? Like, most heroin addicts, most opiate addicts, most alcoholics, if they don't medically detox, they'll die. Like, they'll die because they can't, they need protection from themselves for 60 to 90 days. So, even though it's been said on here before and in times, like, yeah, you can get it of 100%. Not for everyone, though. Most yeah. people would be dead. Most oh, of my totally. friends in this room would, and not in this room, but guys I've met in ARP, would be dead if they didn't go to a treatment yeah. in the first and 30 days, you know 90 days, whatever it was. I love that, Jay, because, and you know what's interesting about that, There's too, no is shame that, like, that. People, people say, oh, well, you know, yeah, if, you, if you're a drug addict, like, of course you're going to go, insurance pays for it, and, like, you need it, like, you're going to die. Well, guess what, dude? People die from sex oh, yeah. addiction. Mm-hmm. You got an STD. 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 Suicide is huge. Yeah. Like people freaking die from sex addiction. Sure. So or most of the time they wind up on drugs. Like yeah. most sex addicts or are they, drug addicts as well. Right. Or they cycle. switch addictions. You yeah. know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So so the STD rate is going through the roof. Oh, dude, it's insane. We talked about it a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so dude, yeah. You, so you, if that if you're in that boat and like you're desperate, I love what you're saying. And like if, you're not getting any traction. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Here's another thought too, because the reference to you came from your wife's therapist that maybe she needed to see a quicker recovery. For her recovery as well, well and, right? And that's absolutely true. Because, like, if it, you may have been able to get recovery just coming to a weekly or three yeah. ARP meetings a week, but maybe it would take you, well, maybe not, you know, six months. Yeah. yeah, who knows? But maybe yeah. if it's six months or a year, but she couldn't handle that. Or, dude, if I would have, if I would have slipped, like, if yeah. I would have kept having slips or relapsed altogether, she would have been like, I'm out. And I we'll have to get her on I, another time if she's willing. Yeah, I'm sure she would be. But like, you gotta put her put her in contact. With yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. You, you'd like her. Okay. Um. Anyway, it, it. 
I was desperate, dude. Like, she told me, if you do this again, I am out. And I was like, crap. Like, I'll do whatever dude, that's I, what I, I see, need see, to. See, like, how, many, how many people have we met, like, in, the, in our own local meetings and just in, in, in doing these podcasts and talking to people, that because they don't have that realization, that realistic from their spouse, their loved one, or themselves... They continue to go on longer because that's where the spouse getting help and recovery is key, so they like can draw those boundaries. My wife left me, right? Like I say for sure, yeah. still be doing yeah. drugs or dead if my wife didn't really leave me, not talk about leaving me, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and she didn't give me an ultimatum when she came back, but that's I gave myself. I I had to come to that realization. There was like, if I touch drugs again, I'm dead. Like, yeah. And that was not something that that came organically. Like I didn't feel that way in the beginning. I took drugs while we were separated. I. I dibbled in this. I got a vape pen. I smoked cigarettes. I was still doing these things. I didn't drink. I wanted to. But anyways, but like finally the meat, you know, clicks and you have to, I love the way you're talking because you're talking about it like a drug addict talks about it, like where it's life or death. Yeah. And I think when you have, some people say it's too gloomy to get in because because they still probably want to dibble, right? Like, but when you're real about this and you really don't want to live anymore, you have to look at it that way. Yeah, you do. And, And we hear in the weekly meetings of those who come here and keep slipping and keep talking depressive shares and stuff is because they haven't gotten either their spouse is still enabling them there's two things yep either being yeah they have a codependent usually their spouse if they're married if they're not it's their parents or loved ones boss or whatever and then and then at the same time they're not looking at it as life or death yeah and usually addicts don't find the life or death uh perspective until the spouse or the loved one enable it right yeah they'll love them to death yep right so I yeah, love hearing totally how, how you're, yeah. you know, and I, I forget, like, you're sharing this time. I forget, like, you only eight months. Like, that's uh, what's cra- your time? Nine yeah. months, right? Like, uh, eight and a half months. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like, so January I, I remember when you came in and said you referred from a therapist. Or, uh, yeah, but the gym. perspective, like, let's be honest, like, how many people have we talked to that have had years or a couple years or five years or whatever? Like, his wisdom. Yeah, the saying? perspective he's gained, and yeah. I think that a lot a of this short is. short period of time. It's like this, But dude. it's gained, be- like, dude, you got it but from this. Let me give you an analogy to that. You go on a mission, it's two years long. The church leadership experience and knowledge that you gain oh, yeah. is huge. Totally. You come home from a mission and, like, do you have to go on a mission? No. But, like, are you that much further? Yeah, yeah you, you understand are. how it works. Same yeah. thing, dude. Did I have to go to treatment? No. But am I stoked I did? Did I come home with like, a perspective, leaps paradigm and shift? Bounds yeah. ahead? You got um, to put everything aside. You didn't yeah. have to juggle work, right. your spouse, the, the guilt, Lo- the shame. Logistics? Like, did did your job let you off? Yeah, so I went did, and did talked to Did insurance cover it? No. Okay, so sex addiction. Yeah. So they don't cover sex insurance? addiction. You know, they don't. But I've heard, like, one of my other, one of my, I do know a guy who his insurance covered it. They're and probably leaning. He must have, like, bomb way, insurance yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. The uh, it's a trip that drugs would they, always be, but not yeah, they but they, they're just because sex addiction was. I thought yeah. it was just starting to be just identified recently, as just a, recently. It is. In the last five and it's years. making like leaps and, it's making leaps and bounds, and it I will. think someday it'll drugs like for ever it'll be covered, so, yeah. but it's not covered and it's expensive, dude. They flash that number at you, and you're just like, oh, wait a second, <laughs> and but it doesn't matter. Like you figure it out. Like you mm-hmm. get a loan, dude. You figure it out because you're. It's life or death, dude. Your wife will bail you. Like, get it together, you know? What and the other questions I have is when you went to ARP, were they the men only uh, meetings or were they general addiction? It's both. We went to two okay. and two. So good to get some perspective because yeah. 
you've been your first ARP meeting here was general addiction, yeah. right? Did you go to our Wednesday men only ever? Uh, I, I, I pop in now and again, okay. but I hadn't at the time okay. I left for treatment. So I think the church is trying to grapple this because I'm obviously I'm on one side of like, I think general addiction where you can relate to the drug addict or the alcoholic or the, yeah. the, or the hear the perspective of the spouse and have the spouse that, in there huge. as well. Yeah. But do you see a role for both meetings in the church? Your perspective? <sighs> yeah, I do. I do see a You're role hesitant for about it. something. Um, it, I this sh- is real I sh- talk. Yeah. Real talk. We almost okay. call this real talk. All right. Real talk. I struggle with the all men's meeting and I'll tell you why. Tell me why. There's not a ton of sobriety. Okay. Um, we agree. So, yeah. I've seen the same thing. There's, there's, there's a couple. The why facilitator. Do that, and why do you maybe, think that is from your experience? I don't know, dude. Like, it's, it's I, I don't know if I have the answer okay. to that. I, I, Even in Utah when you're going to there? Yeah, same like, thing. Okay, same oh, thing. So there I wasn't was, just around here. So, so dude, I did it. And, the, and the, that's the feedback we get from the listeners. And here's like the that. other trippy thing, too, is like, in the general meeting, the older men in the meeting have years of sobriety, and they still come because they know it's important. In the general, in oh, the in general the sexual meeting. one, in the, the men sexual only, one, they get six months or a year, and they're out, right? Or like they don't show up. Or there's sixty-five-year-old dudes still relapsing. This, yeah. The, how? Yeah. How the so. I, I went to one uh, men's only one in this building before I was even living here, before I was married, before everything. I just got back from my mission. And I went, and this room didn't have the tables here in the time. Uh, so it was before they had the tables. But I remember meeting in here because the, the chairs were all around the edge. And same thing, man. That freaking room was filled. Yeah. And there was a dude that was in his 50s or 60s talking about how he was still, you know, masturbating to porn. I was like... Holy, I got a flash forward. It was the most, yeah. like, I want to jump out the, I want to kill my, I was like, dude, if I'm him, yep. and, and that's not bad to compare, but I was thinking, so you're saying that this doesn't go away? Right. Dude, because I didn't get the solution. No one shared, I, I've been sober for 20 years. No one says that. It was just around the room of dudes, you know, heads down. You know, man, I messed up again, you know, yep. my wife and this or that and the other, and then it gets to the seven-year-old, and you're like, cool, I'm just going to go kill myself after this, because this is horrible. This is horrible. There's no hope for me. You go into a general addiction meeting uh, that has people, that has time. Now, they're not all equal, but has yeah. time or A, whatever. You're going to hear someone, guy or girl, doesn't matter, that's going to share, I am sober because I did these steps. And you go, oh. Yeah. All right. This and is it, not like a life sentence. And the biggest thing I, I've got to from this is, like, it doesn't matter what the addiction is. No. The, the, the principles and the, the solutions are the same. Yeah. And you're right, though, too, Brad. Like, there's something to... Jay, Jay identifies mostly as a drug addict. I get so much out of Jay's shares. You know, other there's other drug addicts. We got food addicts. Like, there are things that are shared, and I get something from their share. I'm not going to get that in an all-pornography or all-sex addiction meeting, you know? And, and mind you, it's not black. It's not that black and white. Yeah, like, yeah. there's dudes in the all-men's with great sobriety and there's people you're, in the of general course, of course. We're generalizing, but yeah, yeah. you're totally general. Hours. Yeah, we're all you're hesitating, that. and so I but wanted yeah, to get no, your. No, but yeah, in, in general, you, you got a perspective of multiple states, and it's all it's all the health. same. Like that's what you're saying. That's what and we're all saying. If it works for you, do it. Like you're, you're like, as you say, Jay, how's that working for you? Yeah. If you're going to a men's meeting and you got some yeah. writing, you your life's good. You got the you have a keep going and keep up in the next. Don't listen to what we're talking about. Like here's what here's what I wish we had in the church. I wish we had a 
a youth meeting. Uh, 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 um, a they're, they're trying to figure out, yeah, they're finding out and the logistics that. that should be all men. Yeah. That should yeah. be all young men. Yeah. yeah, you don't want teenage girls in there. No. Uh, and that's not good with teenage boys. Um, talking about sex. But, uh, yeah, no, I, but I, for sure. I, I reached out. They're trying to figure out how to, like, logistically do this because they're trying to figure out because there is, like, think about, like, you know, there's there's a lot of like legal stuff that can be involved, sponsoring, right? Yeah, sponsoring yeah, youth, yeah, yeah, trust me. Yeah. We want all like anyone under eighteen, like dude, come to this meeting. I don't yeah. care. Just bring your parent with you, right? Like I've sponsored, I sponsored dudes that were seventeen, sixteen, yeah. and those dudes Anything died in their twenties. So be horrible, yeah. So it's of course that's true. You're kind of scaring me now because I got my first sponsee and he's seventeen. Well, that's right. And what I'm no exactly. listen. What I'm saying, no, you but just gotta no. be careful. You do gotta be careful. I, I sponsored several sixteen year olds, and um. None of them, you know, none of them, I, one of them, I guess, one of them went on a mission or whatever, but uh, the other, you know, all I know is that the one that we stopped doing the steps, he died later. So, you know, yeah. he OD'd. So, you know what I mean? So, like, is it worth, is it, you know, logistics will be figured out later. You just got to be careful, you know, right. looking back. But I, your I, experience I, could yeah. help them of, like, going totally. away to a treatment. Or could, most right? of like, us start yeah. in our youth, so that's, yeah. it definitely I mean, is a need, dude. 110%. But like, it's tough because you want to, you want to shake them yeah, and you want to say, Huh? Look at me and look yeah. at my story and look at some of my buddies around the room. Don't go there. Yeah, Don't but, do uh, it. Unfortunately, like, most of it, most of them have to learn just I like know. we did. Like, but yeah, dude, well, this, well what a, this is amazing because uh, we're hearing from someone who's got just under nine months and has pers- the, the perspective. If you're listening, that you got is 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 someone who's who's surrendered, right? Like fully, when you fully surrender, I believe that these blessings of perspective don't come until you do that. They really don't. Like, you will not, you can't fake this stuff. Like, no. yeah, w- you know, those of us who have time smell that from a mile away. So any, it's pretty awesome to watch. Of, uh, yeah. Like, you've been listening to the podcast. It helped you. Is there anything that uh, you've learned or gathered that you think someone could You know, benefit? I mean, I don't know if I can say anything new that, that, that people haven't heard one time or another, but I'll just reiterate what I know and that what works for me is, and, and that's uh, this program works if you work it and if you do these steps in order i remember i went to this one meeting and this gal was like yeah i kind of jump around like i was doing eight i was doing eight one time and then like i went and did my three and i i want i was cringing yeah like i was like oh honey please like no and it's like spread that lie that will never work for anyone that like it doesn't work right and so in order don't read ahead yeah, there's do no one point step. Yeah. Do one step at a time with a sponsor. That's crucial. You, that has done it. You will not. But the manual doesn't say anything about a sponsor. I know. We get emails I, like dude, that. Dude, I got in an on. argument with a facilitator in Utah because he was like, "Well, we call them uh, helping hands." Yeah, yeah. Well, what do they call them? <laughs> they, trusted, uh, trusted, trusted advisors. And here's some literature on like how you should find a trusted. Advi- and I was like, "Nah, dude." It's called a sponsor for a reason. Mm-hmm. You get a sponsor. It's people just trying to feel yeah. more comfortable with and, the words and you know. terms. Well, but you know, if it's yeah, working okay. and you got a room full of people with sobriety, keep doing it. But Whatever if you don't, works. if you don't, why don't you find out what AA is doing yeah. or NA is doing? Right. Because that's been the most successful <laughs> yeah. program uh, to find recovery. Yeah. You know, so, consistently so, people in recovery. Yeah. So, so that that that's the base. Um, I would say, don't be scared of other meetings. Um, you know, as at being LDS, I think we're kind of intimidated by an AA meeting or an NA meeting or an SA meeting. Don't be. Um, there is something to, to get from those meetings. 
Um, and something to share. And something to share. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the last thing is, like, we kind of touched on this, but, like, if you uh, don't be afraid of treatment. Like, if I know there's different schools of thought, but for me personally, it saved my life. If you can't get traction, um, if you just can't get a grip on this and it's life or death, just go. Just go. Like, and you don't, you know, I mean, it's, I don't even know what else to say other than it. I think it's good. It's good. Save me, yeah. We might have a two-hour podcast here. So if you're still listening in one sitting, you're amazing. Um, How could you have turned this off? This is this is it's huge. Riveting, this is so. what people. <laughs> but but I love it because I learned so much too. Like it's been recovery. great. So thank you so much. Yeah, the man Ryan. Um, Till next time, uh, go to our. You know, if you have questions for Ryan, uh, shoot us an email, direct message yeah, us. We'll, we'll get them over. Uh, to we'll him. get them over to him, and maybe we'll uh, have him answer them on a on a future cast. I love. We love Dude, listening to questions. Plug is, is recovery. Yeah, what's the recovery center, center again? Yeah, it's called Desert Solace. Desert Solace. He doesn't get any money from that. Um, I do not I get do. any money from that. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna hit him up. Try to get it for you. No, I'm just kidding. But if you want to help us, there's a link yeah. on our website. Ooh, nice. steps to change.com. It says donate and share and helps us pay for stuff like all the hosting and the all the stuff. Reason why it sounds so much better now. Yeah, sounds a little better, but it also like we still get a bill like. Yeah, for all our hosting, all this stuff. Yep. Um, Okay, thanks. You're the man, Ryan. Later. Later.
Give him shelter in 